Hi, and welcome to The Parent Equation with me, Aisha Murray, the podcast series where working parents share their unique stories of raising a family alongside their career. From complete career changes to parental rights, from IVF to single parenting, each episode is inspiring and I'm so grateful to all my guests for being so candid. Parenting isn't easy, but we're all in it together. So today I'm joined by Daniel Spain. Daniel is in sunny California, although it is 5am, you just informed me, Daniel, so thank you so much for getting up so early yeah, to do no this problem. podcast. Um, so Daniel, you're a full-time working dad, and I had the pleasure of talking to your wife, Haley a few weeks ago, so I think by the time this podcast goes live, Haley's will already be live. Um, awesome. And you're both a, from my point of view, a very seemingly together couple. You have you're both working full time. You both have jobs you really enjoy. You have two young kids, two cats, a new puppy, and a lizard. <laughs> so yeah, pretty busy household. Pretty busy household. But it seems like it all it all runs. It all works. So I think maybe the first thing that you can just tell us a bit more about is how how does it all work when you have all of this going on? Yeah sheer tyranny of will you know like <laughs> i feel like uh so often that's true right like you can't um it's so chaotic that it's like really hard to to get anything like locked down or, or planned for much mm-hmm. um but i feel like uh over the years Haley and i have been able to like uh build just a, like a sense of trust and like reliance on like how the other person would would judge a situation or how we would act in any given situation and we just do the best we can. Um, you know, I think, uh, it's very stressful. Um, you know, I've had to, uh, go on finasteride to keep my hair from falling out and, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. You know, I think Haley and I both have like, um, pretty diverse backgrounds and didn't uh, necessarily think that we were going to end up, uh, like in the corporate world, the way that we both have. And I think that that kind of informs, you know, not only like how we approach work, but how we approach being parents, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. professional parents is that, um, you know, we just try to take things as they come and and do the best we can. We've both lived abroad. um, And that I think teaches you to, you know, be a little bit more flexible and think on your Mm -hmm. toes. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it, it works. Like I said, it's it's chaotic. And, you know, we're we spend lots of nights like talking about like, okay, what's the way that we should do this? And, you know, do we handle this? Okay. And thankfully I have a really solid therapist that I've been seeing for five years or so. And, Mm. you know, we work through a lot of that stuff and yeah. And that's an interesting point actually. I think, I think it's getting more accepted here, I guess, but I suppose therapy has always been quite integral part of American life, hasn't it? I think it's never been sort of shied away from and people are happy to talk about having a therapist. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, it, it has a lot of the same stigmas, right? Or like some of the mm. same, like um, people are a little bit like more ashamed to talk about it or reluctant to get the help, you know, that they maybe need, but it's definitely getting better. I think um, like as our healthcare system started covering it, which is only very recently, like um, with uh, the Accountable Care, Affordable Care Act, excuse me, uh, Obamacare, more yeah. colloquially. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Remember that one? More yeah. Colloquially. Yeah. Um, one of the provisions in there was that uh, insurance companies had to cover mental health services. And so prior to that, it was like, if you had a really nice insurance plan, maybe they would cover that. Otherwise you were, you're paying out of pocket. And it's like 
200 bucks a session, you know, and if you're like, not, uh, you know, super affluent or you believe in that, like wholeheartedly, you're pretty reluctant to get that help. Um, but post uh, Obamacare it's, you know, it's included in all of our insurance plans. And so, um, it's more, more widely like, um, available to people. And then I think, you know, as time goes on and, uh, you know, uh, the benefits of, of having a therapist are like more widespread. Um, it's becoming more and more like accepted, I guess yeah. is maybe the right word, but, yeah. um, I, I, it's the best thing that's, that's ever you know happened for me. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm in a really high pressure job. I'm in, uh, software sales and, uh, you know, that that's really taxing on, on like your emotional, Yep. well-being and uh and actually yeah I, I Haley had a lot to do with me like going to see someone and I had like um tiptoed around it for for a while like you know I tried to go to a, a certain therapist and um just to you know like work through some of that stress and anxiety and stuff I have like pretty serious anxiety uh and obsessive compulsive disorder so mm-hmm. that's like uh had gone undiagnosed for a really long time oh, yeah yeah um, and right after our son was born, it's like driving home from work one day and had like a full on panic attack, like was driving home, didn't have, like, I had no idea where I was mm-hmm. while I was driving on a, a road that I drive twice a day, every day for three years. Um, and I had never had like a panic attack or an anxiety attack before. Uh, and I called Haley up and she really quickly recognized what was happening because she had kind of had, had those earlier in her life. And so she talked me through it. Um, and then once I kind of like got home, was like calmed down, like, you know, it passed. Um, she was like, you just really have to like commit to finding, you know, a therapist that you that you like and that you are comfortable talking to. And so I did. So I went through like our insurance portal system and and found uh, Dr. Levy. And that was five years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've been seeing, seeing him ever since. And it's you know, in sales, like I, I'm a sales manager now. So I have, uh, you know, 15 or so, um, individual contributors that report into yeah. me and yeah. day one, when I, when I meet with them, when they come on board my team, I always recommend them like, Hey, if, if you're like cool with it, which you should be, cause mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, the absolutely. best thing ever, like you should really, you know, look into getting a therapist, mm-hmm. especially again, especially because the, the job that, you know, and Haley's in sales as well, like it's such high pressure and it, yeah. it's yeah. very like, taxing on your, uh, yeah, like on your ability to like process things. And so, um, that's been amazing. And I feel like that having uh, like an unbiased third party to talk to, not only about, you know, work or my relationship with Haley, but really about my kids, um, is really, really helpful. Um, there's like so much information out there these days, like on the internet and, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Exactly. It's like, you know, okay, my kid swore at me, right? Like he used the F word and it's like, okay, you have to like nip that in the bud from one mommy blog. And yeah. then the other one's like, well, no, you need to have a 30 minute conversation with him about the severity and strength of that word. And then it's okay to use that word mm-hmm. as long as you really mean. And it's like, which way is up? You know? Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of, um, you know, our, our success or I mean, I guess we'll see later down the road how successful Mm -hmm. we were, but our sanity, I think comes from just knowing that we, all we can do is be ourselves and and try our best. And some people will agree with that and some people won't, but Mm -hmm. as long as it's, you know, good for us, we, we feel good about it. 
Yeah, and it's your own, you know, your, your family is entirely unique to you. It's entirely personal to you. Nobody else can tell you what decisions to yeah. make or what to think about your family. But as you say, I think the overuse of the, the Google world we live in, which can be exceptionally overwhelming, taking that away yeah. and actually talking to someone, as you said, I'm biased, but that's a therapist or a coach or whatever, that gives you the space for, to think for yourself, but in a safe totally. and sort of guided environment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, it's like WebMD, right? Do you guys have the equivalent of that yeah, similar, in, yeah. in the UK, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I have a little pain in uh, you know my lower back. And so you Google that and you go down the WebMD rabbit hole and yeah. you arrive at, you know, I have terminal cancer and, yeah. you know, I've got a week to live. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's so easy to do that as a parent too, right? It's like, okay, there's this one behavior that I'm observing and you Google that and you go down the rabbit hole and it's always, you know, worst case scenario. And then yeah. you start trying to assess what's going on by yourself. And, you know, the mind is a really powerful tool. And, and uh, yeah, I think sometimes you kind of arrive at conclusions that aren't, aren't necessarily there. Like I remember when Haley and I first had Tolik, our son, he's mm-hmm. five now, which is crazy. Um, he was like, maybe six months old, like maybe just starting, starting to like crawl and, you know, get towards toddling. And I remember there, I can't remember specifically what it was, but something happened and we were like, all right, we're doing an autism test, right? Like your at home autism test. And, you know, like, is that really necessary Mm -hmm. at that age? Like maybe, but it's like, it's just two, two of us, like, you know, more or less idiots sitting in our our kitchen at 11 o'clock at night watching garbage reality tv trying to do our own autism assessment it's like (laughs) let the professionals yeah maybe deal with that that kind of thing is better to seek professional advice yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and then I did I talked to Haley and obviously from the American side of things the the support that you get as a working parent in your companies um she has found a a very very supportive family-centric company um, and it sounds like that's similar to you. Is that something that's becoming more common in the US or is there still quite a, a yeah. gap between those kind of companies? Um, it's really interesting. I, I think it it really depends on the company that you work for um, because uh, like from a legislature perspective, uh, it's there's no like uniform answer, right? Like most of that happens on each individual state level. My orange cat is coming out right now. Oh, here's because, the cat. That's fine. You know, yeah, dog, want some attention. dog goes away. <laughs> exactly. Eating this corner of my computer. He might make a surprise appearance if he does. I, I apologize. That is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, most things are decided on the state level. There's like the the, the federally mandated um, requirements for maternity and paternity leave are, are fairly like minimal. Like they exist, but they're, they're yeah, very yeah. minimal. And so it comes down to like... Um, not only what state you live in, in terms of what companies have to do, but really the mindset behind the company. Um, and uh, there's a really, really great book um, by the founder and former CEO of Patagonia, like the apparel brand, Okay, yeah. Um, called uh, Let My People Go Surfing. It's kind of like a combination of his uh, like business strategy and like ideals when it comes to like running a, a business. Um as well as like a a manual on how to just like run, run an efficient business. But a a large part of that book um, centers around like just the idea of running a company differently. 
and with like a a more people focused mindset. Um, And their company was like one of the very first to implement like onsite daycare. And so they're very like progressive in terms of like how they deal with, with parents. And um, so I think that that's becoming more uh, like in vogue for companies, especially when they're, they're based in California, we tend to be pretty progressive out here. Um, But it, and it's also very different for, uh, you know, men as opposed to women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are requirements um, in terms of like paid and unpaid leave for women, but for men, it's, it's, um, it's a lot different. It's, I mean, again, it exists, but it's very minimal. And I think companies are, I don't know, like the right way to say it, but uh, they just don't really like consider that. Like, I think a lot of companies, even progressive ones still have this like outdated mindset of being a dad, right? Like a fatherhood where it's like, okay, my wife's giving birth and uh, I'm outside the doors and people are running back and forth relaying what's happening. And I'm, you know, smoking a cigar when my, Mm -hmm. my wife is in labor. That's just not (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just not the reality. But I think a lot of companies still have that mindset, right? Where it's like, oh, well, you're going to help out minimally and then get back to work. Mm. Um, And I actually, I'm, I'm sure Haley referenced it when you guys were chatting a few weeks ago, but um, that's, that's what happened to me when I like, when Tulloch was born Mm. is I, I didn't have um, a lot of the protections or, or the like paid time off available to me. And it, you know, it's partially my fault, right? Like, um, when Haley first, we first found out Haley was pregnant. I had been in my job for, you know, two and a half years. Um, and it felt like, Hey, I got that itch to try something new. And yeah. and there wasn't really like a pathway forward to career advancement. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity to do some, con- some consulting work, um, and kind of build out a sales and marketing team fell in my lap just yeah. by chance. And, you know, we had kind of gone back and forth on whether or not it was going to be the right decision and ultimately decided like, yeah, I should go for it. So I did. Um, and I worked there for, you know, probably eight months or so, like during the majority of, of, um, Haley's pregnancy and, you know, it was coming towards the holidays and I had been working this gig and it was very seasonal. Um, it was very like a seasonal uh, in terms of like business and how, how busy or slow it was, it was tied to like the wedding industry. So we were coming towards like the end of wedding season and, you know, the impending birth of my son was on the horizon. I was like, I just don't trust this to be sustainable, especially when like I'm responsible for somebody else. So, um, I had made a a tough decision to, to leave that gig. And then, um, you know, because of how close I was to having Tolik, I was like, you know, I just want to go back to something that I know and I feel comfortable in. So I went back to my old job Mm. and, uh, my, thankfully my company was like very, uh, grateful to have me back. And so they, they like made some things happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started getting texts from all of my old team being like, you're coming back. That's amazing. The CEO like sent me a, a personal email, which was great. But, um, when I started, which my, the day that I started was, um, I think Haley went in, we had a scheduled C-section on a Thursday and I started the Wednesday before that, uh, like immediately before. So the day before, before. yeah, I like went in, got my computer all set up (laughs) and then pieced out, you know, to go have my son. Um, 
they were, they told me like straight out, like you don't have any paid time off, yeah, like, yeah. or you don't have any paternity leave because you're only eligible after you've been here for a year. Yeah, yeah. And because you left and came back, um, you know, you, you forfeited that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my boss actually was like, okay, like you need to be back, um, on, on Monday. And I was like, okay. So Haley like had us. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So Haley had her C-section on Thursday. We were in the hospital until Sunday, went home, got set up and I started work on Monday. I didn't really have any, any options. And, um, you know, that's really scary. I mean, it's scary, but also just like really inconvenient and like kind of like a bummer, right? Like I, uh, and and we didn't have, I would suggest, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of the year, but like, um, and our Tulloch's birth was like not super easy. Like yeah. um, Haley, he was a massive child, right? Like he was almost ten pounds, and oh, really? Haley's oh, not. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we like, yeah, this is gonna go down a weird <laughs> rabbit hole, but oh, okay. <laughs> like, carry um, on. Yeah, you know, like it. So we're like talking to the um, our OBGYN, and you know, through the whole pregnancy, it's like, so how do you, how big do you think this baby's gonna be? And he's like, oh no, not not big, seven pounds maybe, easy, yeah, yeah. easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> and um I was like, are you sure? Like, because Haley's stomach is huge. Mm-hmm. She, you know, all 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 belly. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful belly, of course. But yeah, all belly. And um, so our son was a week late. So like the due date came and went, and we went in for um, you know, our our scheduled induction, I guess I sh- I should yeah. say. So we yeah. go in, it's like 5 a.m. Uh and they uh, broke her water just to like try to get things to progress naturally. She mm-hmm. done like a lot of research, um, you know, on natural childbirth, and she was really gonna like you know mm-hmm. give it the college try try naturally. Yeah. And uh, after that happened, it was like maybe seven or eight hours. Nothing was really progressing, um, so they gave her pitocin, and mm-hmm. that didn't get much progressing. So like. Yeah after about 24 hours of that process and she eventually, um, you know, got an epidural. She, she went really late into that and actually was on like Pitocin for three or four hours, I think before she got the epidural, which, um, you know, contractions are way more intense Mm -hmm. after, uh, Pitocin after like, you know, chemically induced. Um, and she really, really went for it, but you know, things, things happen and she, you know, decided to get the epidural, which is great. Um, and right around like the 24 hour mark, she started to get a fever and they were like, Hey, like, we don't, we don't want to let this progress naturally anymore. Yeah. Like we yeah. want to make sure that there's not an infection. So we're going to mm. uh, do the C-section. So, okay, cool. They do that. Um, but because she has a fever, you know, they, they basically like took our son immediately and like, mm-hmm. you know, put him into um, the NICU in the, you know, in the hospital just to make sure that he didn't, wasn't born with an infection and yeah. she still had a fever. So it was like, so traumatic mm. because you know it's kind of not going the way that you expect and so um and it's like the middle of the night right it's like one o'clock in the morning so it's I, like no one's 20, on the phone 24 hours me later. <laughs> yeah so i'm like you know and, and the, the like her her recovery room and the NICU are like three floors apart so mm-hmm. i felt like i was in like a ben stiller movie you know where i was like rushing around frantically and things were lighting on fire i was like up de- upstairs checking on him down checking on Haley. And then yeah. she ended up, um, having some issues, like getting the bleeding to stop after her C-section. So like, it was just craziness happening yeah. on both Everywhere. sides of the spectrum. And by the, by the time 
you know, she was, uh, she was stable and okay. And our son was good. And like, Kate, actually we got to like have him in the room with us. It was like three o'clock in the morning, uh, on Friday. Um, and I, you know, wake up in the morning, very, you know, like tired and groggy and realize like, Oh crap. In three days, like two days time, I have to be back in the office, you know, and, and back to work. Um, and that was terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And you know, you like first time fatherhood, especially like Mm -hmm. you don't really know what to expect. And if, if, uh, me after the birth of our our daughter, which is a very different experience, Mm -hmm. uh, both in terms of, um, you know, the labor and and effort and all that stuff. And, and then, you know, what I I was afforded by my now current company, my new company, uh, are, are very different, but you know, I, if I could go back in time and like talk to myself, like in that mm-hmm. moment, um, there are worse things that could have happened, you know, like, I feel like, uh, with, with dads, like immediately following birth, like you're not really that relevant <laughs> to this, like, aside from like support for, yeah, for Haley, which quite, quite relevant on, comes to emotional support. Totally. And, yeah, and yeah. Haley had a C-section, so like physical mm. support, but yeah, yeah. I, I think, very, very foolishly, maybe like, uh, you know, now, um, you know, given the luxury of hindsight, like I realize, I realize all that, right. That like, that really is your, your role as a father, like in those first couple of weeks, it's like, mm-hmm. you're there to support, you know, your wife or, or your partner and make yeah. sure that they have the things that they need, uh, and that they're supported both emotionally and physically mm-hmm. in their recovery and that they get to spend as much time as possible with, with the, the kid. Yeah. I think back then I was expecting, uh, you know, this crazy, you know, glitter and lightning moment where I just had this like insane connection with my kid. And, 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 you know, honestly, like that, when that didn't happen, you know, like it took a while, um, you know, I went through like a period where I was like, oh man, is there something wrong? You know, it's again, it's that like same rabbit hole of like, am I doing something wrong? Like, is it something, you know, Mm -hmm. can I do better? Um, and I guess that's kind of like the double-edged sort of like self-assessment too, right. Is like, like with anything these days, like you could spend a lot of time on the internet. And I, I tried to prepare for, um, you know, our having kids like reading books, you know, and Mm -hmm. someone gave me this book, um, that's called dude, you're going to be a dad. Right. And it's like, there are similar ones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like the the hip, cool, edgy approach to being a dad. Yeah. And even there, um, you know, to bring things kind of for full circle to the chaos mm-hmm. and like, you know, who Haley and I are as parents mm-hmm. and, and people is like, I'm reading this book and, you know, it uses borderline, you know, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, you know, bad language, right? Like, oh, I think yeah. it says yeah. piss and crap because it's and cool, things like that. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. It's so hip. Yeah. It's so edgy. Uh, but it basically, um, you know, talks about fatherhood in terms of like convincing a dad that it's worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like you got you got to be invested and you got to be there for the birth and you got to, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's rough and you got to show up. And that was never my mindset or approach, right? Like um going into it, I was like, I want to be there for everything and like I want to yeah. be, you know, yeah. supportive and empathetic and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really interesting and what I really love, um, seeing is that old stigma start to like fade away. Right. And these like very classical gender roles and ideals about what it means to be a father. Mm -hmm. Those are those like, um, 
those kind of like ideals are starting to to melt away. Like yeah. as, you know, um, honestly, like a, a lot of like the bi- gender binary, uh, you know, ideals and, and um, progress is being made in our country, I think. Uh, as those lines start to get blurred in a very also positive way, like the the roles in parenting are starting yep, to get blurred and, and accepted, right? Like I think a, a few years ago, if you would have said like, yeah, I'm going to be a stay at home dad and, you know, my wife's a professional and she's mm-hmm. going back to work and I'm going to be the one that's handling things at home. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys would look at you and be like, what, like, what are you talking about? Um, but that's becoming more and more common. And I think uh, leaving room for flexibility in different family situations and work situations is like never a bad thing, right? Like inclusivity and open-mindedness and is, is a really, really solid thing. Again, like I think Haley and I probably have, uh, it a little bit better just in terms of that by living in California, because we're like, you know, again, we're like really progressive on the coast. It, It tends to be that way. Um, even though like the actual like city and county that we live in is like a little visitor hi oh what's up dude (laughs) you want to meet aisha just woken up yeah might not be quite up quite up for meeting yet (laughs) yeah hey hey dude look here this is case in point right this is real life life. especially during the pandemic this (laughs) happens 10 times a day it does hey dude can you go um ask mom to get you set up because i'm i'm being interviewed i'm talking to to aisha this is your mom's Hi. cousin i know because i said mama can you come get me a thing and she won't even do it oh can you go rouse her a little bit more can you be a little bit more energetic and trying to get her to help you out i'm being recorded thank you love you pal now he's gonna go and shake his poor mother awake <laughs> yeah sorry everything i just said before <laughs> erased <laughs> it's all just chaos <laughs> yeah let your mom handle that I'm yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah like our our actual city that we live in and uh our our county really like orange county um mm-hmm. you know was like got reagan elected governor right like it's yeah. very uh uh conservative and so you know I, I think that causes like a really interesting dynamic but um Again, I think like a lot, especially like in the workplace and and like some of those um, and in regards to like parenting and, Mm -hmm. you know, familial roles and all that, like it is starting to to be more widespread in terms of like um, people being more open minded to different things. So what's the actual reality of it? So I think it's great that people are paying not lip service, but embracing it more. But if if you were a stay at home dad, for example, or a dad who has to catch the kids for the day and you go out looking for activities. Someone, someone told me recently again, an American that it tends to be lots of mommy and me and mommy, mommy and me classes and the representation isn't actually there. So although it's been talked about, it's quite hard to actually find more dad centric things to do. Yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, so uh, again, like there are mandates, like from a federal level on like what you get in terms of like your support from, from your workplace. Right. And, um, the amount of time that you're able to take off with job protection, that's like where it first starts, right. It's like, okay, if you take time off, is your job secure? And that's what like the government is most concerned with, right. That like, 
okay, I had a kid, I'm going to take off two weeks and then I'm not going to get fired because I'm taking those two weeks off. That's the first thing. And I think two, I'm pretty sure in California, it's two weeks is the, or maybe it's six weeks that you can take time off and you're protected from your job. Father or mother? Father. Uh, for the, f- I believe it's for the father too. I think okay. mother, it's like six months. It's yeah. like, it's a lot, a lot longer. Yeah. Um, then it's six or father is six weeks. Okay. Um, but only two of that is like guaranteed paid. Right. So yeah. it's like, okay, I can take six weeks off and still have my job. Mm-hmm. But you know, the reality for a lot of families is like, you know, Haley and I were like du- dual income families and yeah. Back then when we had our son or, or we had Birdie, like if I went six weeks without getting paid, like, you know, that would be really financially tough for us. Um, and so that really comes down to the company deciding like, okay, how much do we want to value, you know, the father in this situation and how much, you know, how long we want to give them. Um, again, in my second situation, I was really, really fortunate where I took, and I kind of like timed it differently where uh, when Tulloch was initially born, I took two weeks like two weeks paid, paid, yeah. um, or sorry, when birdie was born two weeks paid. And so I was there to like help out, you know, like I, I, we had chatted about with like the support and helping her get back on her feet and, and all that. Um, then I went back to work for another two weeks and then the following month I took the entire month off. Okay. Like, well, that's great. You know, full yeah. month. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my company was, uh, you know, we, we have unlimited PTO, which is like, a whole other side of this like equation, right? Like it's not just related to like, ch- uh, you know, having a child, mm-hmm. but just like how your companies approach paid time off in general, right. which is okay. super different here than it is in, uh, you know, most, most European countries or okay. honestly okay. most countries mm-hmm. in the world. Um, my company had unlimited PTO. And so they were really cool with me, you know, just taking as much time as I needed. So I took a month. Um, and what that was it, like, what does it mean the then limited? So just for us, UK listeners, what yeah. does so we get days? You know, we get holiday, and we get our days off as part of our contract if we're full time employment or you know, contract employment. So, what does limited yeah. PTO mean versus non-limited yeah. PTO or unlimited so PTO? In, or? Yeah, yeah. So, um, in most most c- cases, like when you come on to a company, right? Like mm-hmm. you sign, you know, your your offer letter. Um, now sometimes at those companies, like you're given like a batch of paid time off days, right. Which is like sick yeah. days or, or, um, vacation days. Um, and it's usually like you get, you know, 14 days a year, something like that, right. Like you're guaranteed. Um, and then as time goes on, as the longer that you work at the company, you, you know, over time accrue more, more PTO days. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies you don't like get, PTO days until you've been at the company for a certain amount of time. So it's like, okay, once you pass the six month mark, then you get a certain amount of days to, uh, you know, do with what you want. Um, and that's, that's the traditional way of handling it. Like that's the approach, right? Like you get a limited number of days and once those are out, if you take time off, then now you're making less money, right? Like they're eating into the hours that you actually work. Um, now, uh, a, a growing trend in, in the States, um, especially like in the technology yeah. space, I think yeah. because like as startups come out and they're a little bit more progressive and they're it's a lot more competitive, they want to retain talent. Um, they, you know, came out with some different policies. So it's, it's really popular now here to have what's called unlimited PTO, mm-hmm. meaning like they just wipe away the idea of accruing time or days off and 
you know, you can take as much time as you want, as long as your, you know, supervisor or your manager, yeah. what have you approves that. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is that, you know, in a classic uh, capitalistic fashion, like the reason that companies do that is that people actually take less time yeah. when they, yeah. they aren't accruing it. And it's not like something that goes away or mm-hmm. that they have to earn. So they find that like, okay, I'll give you unlimited PTO, but most people just work through it. Yeah. Uh, Haley and I haven't done that, which is, you know, we, we look at it and both of us really value uh, time away from the office mm-hmm. to like, you know, give, produce better work and yeah. be more you know happy and, yeah. and excited about your job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, prior to the, the pandemic, we, we took, you know, regular, regular time off. Um, and in this case, you know, like, uh, in the case of my daughter being born, I took a full 30 days paid, like didn't, didn't check in, didn't have to do anything. And, and I was covered. So that was really nice. I what think, happened? again, that's like well, a, I mean, that's a great, that's a great example, obviously. And it's a, I was yeah, I'm saying lucky, but it's fantastic to have that much paid time off, but presumably someone in a very similar situation to you in a, in a different team, within the same company, mm-hmm. we're talking about those kind of companies, with a different manager, different management style, might say no to that 30-day time frame. Yeah. So they might get 10 yeah. days off, you might get 30 days off. So that must, doesn't that cause totally. some kind of it does. conflict, yeah. internal conflict? It does. And and actually, um, you know, without, without uh, naming names or, or going too in-depth, like that, that has played out from like a leadership and management perspective, mm-hmm. right? Where... Um, different managers or different departments have different ideas of what they want to do. And also, you know, the fact that, um, for, for women, um, that that time is like guaranteed. Right. And, and the company has a, like a formalized maternity leave policy saying like, Mm -hmm. okay, if you're a mother, you can get this much time off. And that's like very structured out in in what's available, but for dads, it isn't. And so that, that is actually like, you know, we've had a couple of, of dads, like, you know, approach our HR and, you know, ask questions about why there isn't more Mm -hmm. um, equitability there, which is, you know, really, really interesting, you know, always uh, when you're like kind of dealing with that. But I, I think, um, Com- again, to kind of like go back to a previous idea is that e- even the most progressive companies still have like these like very archaic, you know, I- notions of like yeah. parental roles and and what people need. And so, you know, the company that I work for, again, I'm really fortunate and they're, they're very family friendly and very accommodating. And I, I think the, the instances where, you know, a manager is saying like, no, you can't take the time off, especially in the case of parenthood. Uh, is very, you know, few and far between, um, it does happen, you know, and there, there are definitely people that, you know, subscribe to kind of those, Mm -hmm. those, what I would call outdated, you know, ideals. And it, it, it's something that needs to be addressed and and worked through. Um, because it it is for men, especially like, it's a little bit more, you know, I, I don't mean to like use a, probably a, a purely American idiom, but it's like the wild west, right? Like there's very little in terms of laws and rules. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know, you, you, you do what you can and you get whatever you can. Um, but yeah. And I think uh, I'm trying to like remember back and I apologize because it's been a while, but you know, there are, I, I think like you can get um, like d- paid family leave from the state where it's like, they'll, they'll pay, even if you're not working in your company is basically saying like, Hey, we're not going to pay you for the time off, 
um, we'll give you 50% of your salary or whatever, you know, yeah. for a certain amount of time, it's like yeah. paid family leave, but it's, it's like very minimal compared to, to what most women get. And uh, you know, understandably so, right. Like the, the role of mother, um, in, you know, in the, the early days mm-hmm. is like way more intense and way more time and, and like emotionally taxing yeah. than, than for yeah. men. And so like, it's really yeah. good. I think potentially that, earlier, earlier, obviously, and you know, the, the baby, you know, needs the mother for all kinds of physical, nutritional reasons. But I think, yeah, yeah, what, what I'm seeing a lot more here is that fathers are taking their, you know, they're, if we're lucky compared to you guys, they're taking their two weeks off at the beginning. But then also because we can now have the shared parental leave is becoming a lot more common. So the mother and father can then share the leave. So actually, in, mm-hmm. when the child is then three months old and actually is a bit more independent, and the mum can sort of step back a little bit then that's when the father's taking the time off to spend time with the child when they are really well they can add more value I suppose yeah yeah totally that process yeah and I think uh you know in a way that's kind of like the approach that I took the second time and again Mm -hmm. like I just found myself very fortunate that like I worked for a company and a a boss was like yeah that's totally fine great go for it Mm -hmm. um and I think if there were you know, like formalized policies that allowed for that, that's probably what most people would yeah, do. Yeah. Um, what a lot of dads will do here, um, because again, like the state will guarantee, I believe it's six weeks of um, paid family leave. And so what a lot of dads will do is they'll take that initial two weeks and then they they basically bank those days and you can use them at any junk, like at any time you want. Yeah, I think yeah. it's within the first year. So a lot of them will be like, okay, well, well, I'm going to then just take um, every Friday off, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a three-day yeah. weekend for the next year. And then I get a small like little reimbursement check yeah. from the state, um, you know, to cover that. So, mm-hmm. and that's cool. You know, I think I, I kind of did that like all yeah. at once, which was really nice, but yeah. yeah. And do you think there's definitely good- ways to like game the system, you know, or yeah. not, I mean, not from like a, like a financial perspective. No, we won't say that publicly. So in yeah. case any, yeah, right. any IRS are listening to you. Or Double day, like all yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> and then just talking about the traditional but the traditional values you were saying, or the traditional notion of what a father is is still quite prevalent in the US. Does yeah. that then translate into the social scene? So when you sort of, if you take a, in your experience, a cross section of the parents in California, is there still a big majority who are where the mums are stay-at-home mums, for example, or sort of what does the, the yeah. makeup look like over there? Well, I, I think that again, that that probably changes like generation to generation, right? Like my my parents, like mm-hmm. almost all of the moms that like I grew up knowing were all stay-at-home moms, right? It was yeah. like single income families. Um I can I don't know of a couple that has kids right now where they like the mom is a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Like they're all dual income, yeah. you know, working families. Mm-hmm. Now some like depending on, uh, you know, the situation or like what their goals are or, you know, like whatever, um, or maybe determine like whether or not that mom is working full time. I think we have like a couple friends where um, the moms are working part time, mm-hmm. but there's not a single one where like the dad isn't like a full-time working dad. Um, and I think that that's pretty, you know, like, again, a lot of that comes down to, you know, where, 
like the age group that I fall into, I think we're like at the very beginning ends of like what would be deemed a millennial, you know, like the millennials. I don't know about that. I'm way too, way too old yeah, it's, to be a millennial. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, like it goes earlier than you think. I think a lot of like millennials like start like very, like maybe even like late seventies, early eighties, yeah. but um, yeah, still 12. Never mind. Let's move on quickly. Uh, <laughs> It's 5 a.m. here, so I can't be held responsible for any rabbit holes that I start to go down. But um, yeah, I think uh, now I totally lost my train of thought. But um, <laughs> we're just talking about the fact that this, there's not, there aren't really any stay-at-home dads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I was saying is that um, thing. you know, yeah, I think you know, if you, especially living in California, right? Like, if you want to own a home or good job dude he doesn't have a stuffy nose today it's a big win for us <laughs> um that's awesome dude finally feeling better oh he just rolled his eyes at me for whatever reason already you know? already so young oh my already gosh so much eyes. attitude so <laughs> much dude um but yeah again like especially in california um if you want to own a home, for example, right? Which is like a big milestone for, for you know, people kind of our age. Yeah. Um, that's like a, a, almost an impossibility without having like a dual income family. So um, I think just from like a financial perspective and, and honestly, like probably trying to like live up to some notion of what success looks like. Oh, thanks, Steve. Um, got a, Haley apparently gave him uh, cookies for breakfast. So oh, good. Yeah, good. I might have to have Excellent an offline to conversation. <laughs> just the chaos right you do what you can you, you do just what do you what you can, can. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i think uh you know you're like trying to okay dude i'm still talking um sorry now you're gonna have to excuse me for eating a cookie at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning <laughs> oh it's very stale too so to watch that down. um you know there's there's these like notions of like what success means like to my parents. Right. And, and I grew up being fed those notions, right? Like, okay, to be successful, you have to have this job. You have to own a home. You have to do these things. And there's a lot of, in reality, right? Like there's a huge spectrum of like what success means yeah, to one person and what, what your, those values are and what your goals yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of, uh, of adults or parents or, you know, people like that, that I know, or that like, you know, grew up in the, the day and age that I did, Daddy. they're trying to like meet some of these, like, you know, um, ideas that ideals of success and whether or not they're like happy or fulfilled, they like work themselves very hard to, to yeah. reach those goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, like with, you know, California is very expensive. Are you just like chewing <laughs> right in the microphone? I'm sorry. Little ear, little little nose coming just down to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> what to? Um, it's a little insight into Daniel's life. Yeah. Well, he's also like very, very attached to me. So we okay. have very, What was that? Bike-a-thon. Oh, bike-a-thon this week. Yeah. No, yeah, in two days. Hey, dude, I got to finish this up, okay? Okay. I love you. You're going to do great at your bike-a-thon. I know it. You're going to be the fastest biker. Of course I'll be there. Oh, you're going to be watching me. I am going to be watching you. Okay, cool. I'm going to do this, okay? I love you. But yeah, so I, I think that's interesting. Like, it, And it, it kind of like presents a weird, like, you know, psyche for, for people because mm-hmm. they're like contending with reality and then also like what they've been 
uh, you know, kind of institutionalized with, but yeah, from the like, or indoctrinated with. Yeah. 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 And, they still have to and honestly, I think that's been, you know, to kind of fall back or to kind of, you know, bring up a, a point earlier. Like, I think just being really flexible and, and being honest and open with your partner yeah. about that and like what success means, it, it's been really helpful for us because, you know, we, success for us is like getting, getting through the day and having a good day and yeah. being able to like, you know, look back and say, Oh, thanks man. Um, you know, that we did, we did the best we could and yeah. it's, it's, we've been really fortunate that it's like, it's worked out pretty favorably for us. But. Yeah. And you used the, used the word earlier is values, obviously understanding what your family values are and what you all mm-hmm. believe in together as a unit. And then whatever you do, yeah. you hopefully align with those values and your, as I said, your success criteria were different from your neighbors and the person down the road and that's fine yeah yeah totally yeah yeah cool so dan i think not that you know there's nothing wrong with having some intrusion from the side there <laughs> but probably yeah. we can probably wrap up and let you get on with your your very busy morning so thank you yeah. so thank you so much for being on and if anyone uk or us wants to get in touch with you to talk about you know parenting and cookies for breakfast yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, where can people find you yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm on oh. LinkedIn. I guess is that big over in the UK? It like, is. is that, yes, it is very big. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Thank you. I don't know how how do people usually? Yeah, mainly sure. LinkedIn. Like now, that's <laughs> yeah, just Daniel Spain on on LinkedIn and um, cool. Yeah, I don't have like a website or anything like you that. Or have, like you don't need to have a website or anything like that. That's fine. Look at this. I'm like not not like representing myself well <laughs> on the on the internet like where to find be, me you can just have linkedin instagram yeah instagram um yeah. my my handle is uh darn d-a-r-n dot sprain like a sprain your ankle sprain wrist. okay yeah i'll put, them, I'll so put it just, all in the in the notes anyway so if anyone wants to cool get in touch and talk about anything we've talked about screen for time, sure yeah cookies etc <laughs> they are organic i'll say that like you know <laughs> organic yeah, and stale organic and stale uh-huh. exactly <laughs> really hard so but yeah I, I mean it, it's been great if anyone has questions yeah likewise we miss you guys so much and know, excited for all this to like kind of be in the rear view how what's like the back? thanks for tuning in to this episode of the parent equation and please remember to hit subscribe And also, it'd be great if you could leave a review. Thanks so much and see you next time.